if you get these six things correct, you'll be wildly successful in everything you do. And instantly your ads, social media marketing, everything will just take off, okay? My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Living the Red Life. Today, we're going to talk about the psychology of sales and marketing and how you can become 10 times better whether you're selling on the phone, you're selling by text, you're building landing pages to sell, or you're doing all your sales through Instagram, through social media, through ad copy. Understanding the fundamentals, the most important part of psychology around human behavior, around interaction, around the buyer's journey is going to make you 10 times better at growing companies. It's going to make you better at selling on the phone, selling at live events, all of those things. And we're going to dive in today and break this down. This is exactly the sort of stuff I'm sharing with my 25, 1500K members. We just had a, a live event here in Miami and I took them through this process for two hours and showed them how to apply it into their business. And just that one session changed the whole perspective for a lot of them on how they build out everything they do, how they engage with their customers, how they promote on the front end, at the ad level, on social media, how their follow-up emails are structured. So I promise you it's super valuable stuff and I'm very excited to share this with you today. So there's six key pillars that we're going to break down. Okay, I'm going to go through the six pillars real fast. The first one is the belief system of the customers. The next one is the intent of the customers. Where are they in their buyer's journey? Next is their mindset when it comes to making a decision, a purchasing decision, taking an action, a mindset around the concept or around the program you have or around the techniques or methods you use. Next is influence. How are you influencing human behavior? How are you influencing a buyer's decision? How are you influencing and persuading, persuading a group of people? Next is the identity you're creating. How are you creating identities, promoting identities, making people fall into identities that they want to be in to sell your products easier? And finally, the pains and the desires, right? What that means is how well are you understanding the pains and the desires and the psychology around those, okay? And if you get these six things correct, you'll be wildly successful in everything you do. And instantly your ads, social media marketing, everything will just take off, okay? So let's dive into the first one. I'm going to spend a couple of minutes on each, okay, and give you practical examples of how to apply this. So the first one is the beliefs, okay? It's really important I want you to spend a second thinking about what you do right now. What are the belief systems that your current customers have around what you sell? Okay, and like I said, I'm going to give you some examples. So say I am a fitness coach and I sell, uh, and my expertise are ketogenic diets, right? A ketogenic or a high-fat diet, low-carb diet. Very famous diet in the world today. A lot of people do it similar to carnivore diets, kind of similar to paleo. Where, but you're eating only high fat, right? Highest protein, no carbohydrates. So the belief system I need to look at and understand is, well, if someone wants to do a ketogenic diet, I want to find people that understand and believe carbohydrates are bad, carbohydrates aren't good for me, carbohydrates are making me fat, carbohydrates uh, cause weight gain, right? And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, by the way. They're actually not that terrible from my 10 years of sports science if they're healthy. But uh, the point is, is you want to 
basically, if you're trying to sell that ketogenic diet pro product, you want to find people that believe that because they're way easier to sell. If you're trying to sell to someone that doesn't understand what a carbohydrate is, why it's good or bad, it's going to be really hard to sell a ketogenic diet to them because they're like, what, I can't eat bread and rice and snacks and half the foods on the planet, right? So first thing is understanding where the people are at, right? The next thing is um, actually getting them to believe the narrative that you need them to believe to take a buying decision. So what you would want to do in all your content and your landing pages is educate them and promote basically a propaganda in an ethical way that supports your cause, right? So if you're saying, hey, ketogenic diet's the best diet, Pete, you should be doing it, then what are you putting out in terms of content to build, create the belief system that's going to help you sell, right? And what are you doing on your landing page in terms of the story and the narrative to create um, a belief system of the person reading it that ketogenic diets are the solution they've been waiting for and the reason they're gaining weight and can't lose the weight is because of carbohydrates, right? So you see, that is what good sales copy does, okay? And yes, it is borderline manipulation and that's what marketing and persuasion is, right? And I'm obviously only saying do this stuff in an ethical way. I'm never saying you should lie, make stuff up, right? Or force something. Should all be ethical, of course. So the same thing needs to be done for pretty much every product on the planet, right? So if you're selling running trainers, right? Say it's a runner, marathon runner, and you're selling trainers. And you have different types of trainers, right? You have different um, brands, Nike and all these different brands, right? Sketches. Say I'm selling sketches, right? How do I get my consumer to believe the narrative that sketches are the best running shoes? Well, one thing I could be doing is talking about most runners, 80% of runners have ankle, knee, hip pains because they run in fashion shoes, right? And you might not say the brand names, you might, right? And you might actually create content around saying, look at this fashion shoe. This is a Nike shoe, it's super popular. Lots of people are running in it, but it's designed as a fashion shoe. It has no arch support, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's very heavy. It's not designed for long distance running. And what happens when you're doing marathon running and you're training, you know, 50 miles a week, you know, all, all that uh, impact in, in this in this bad shoe, this fashion shoe is damaging your arch. And you're, so you're creating a belief system of, hey, most runners that are getting knee pains, ankle pains, all those things, it's because they're wearing fashion shoes and they really should be running in sketches because the way it counters that is it's a, they have a line just for runners. It has arch support. It's lightweight. It's perfect. They have different uh, heel uh, drops depending on the distance and depend on the running style. And if they go into sketches sore, people, the staff can advise people on the exact type of shoe they need. So they're creating belief systems, if they did that marketing, that they need the customer to believe. The customers need to believe their current running shoes is probably a fashion shoe. It's going to cause knee, ankle, hip pain, and that they need to go into a store, i.e. not buy online, for example, to get a personalized running shoe for that, right? That's just another example that I made up. So what I'm trying to emphasize for all of you today is look at what you're doing in your content, look at what you're doing on your ads, your landing pages. How are you creating the belief systems in advance before you sell to support what you're selling and the methodology or the product you're selling? Because what often people do is they just get straight to the sales page or straight to the sell, uh, and even sales reps go into the pitch but the belief systems aren't built out to get the person in the perfect belief system they need to make a purchase. 
And then sales reps on a phone, for example, what they'll do is they'll actually backtrack, right? So a sales rep on a phone will backtrack and go, you know, after they've pitched, they'll they'll try and then encourage the right belief system and, oh, you should do this, you know what I mean? Right? A lot of it could be done way better if it was done in advance and that is a much smoother system, okay? So first one's belief systems. Look at the, write out, okay, this is your homework. Write out the belief systems that your customers and the potential customers and fans and viewers need to have in order to make it an easy sale and then build content and interview people and find research studies and examples and testimonials that keep keep enforcing like it's propaganda right they just keep enforcing this belief system right great example of someone that did this whether you love or hate him is donald trump make america great again you've got to build a wall right the country's in a disaster and he just kept hammering propaganda about that and obviously won an election because of it right so that's the first one. Next is buying intent. Where is your current customer in terms of their buyer's journey and their intent level? So if someone is, let's keep using these running shoes and ketogenic diet examples. So if someone is trying to lose weight, they're miserable or upset because of their weight, they're fed up of being overweight, they've tried a bunch of diets and they want to do a ketogenic diet, right? They want to try low carb because their friends do it. They've heard it's great. They've seen the ketogenic diet advertised before. They have a very high buying intent, right? They all the all the dominoes align for them to buy into your program because they they want to do it. They're fed up with their weight. They're in pain. They're frustrated. They're looking for a diet to start. They're looking for a ketogenic diet. They've uh, or a low carb diet. They've heard about it before, so they're perfect, right? Now. People at the other end of the spectrum, like I said, if they don't even understand what a low-carb diet is or a ketogenic diet, and they're not really that interested in losing weight, their buying intent is 100 times lower. And what a lot of mistakes you guys will make is you don't understand where people you're advertising and how your funnels are built, that you don't understand the intent levels of the people you're bringing in. So if you are advertising to a ton of people with no intent, then what happens is you don't have a good conversion rate because they're not ready to buy. So sometimes you might have to go, well, how do I get the right intent? How do I create the right intent before I pitch? Or you go, how do I find and advertise to people with a high level of intent? And that's why, for example, on Google, if someone Googles ketogenic diet plans, you might pay double or triple the cost per click, but the conversion rate on that click might be 5x more because they have a much higher buying intent than if you do weight loss, weight loss diet plans. Because half of people doing a weight loss diet plan, Google search might not know about the ketogenic or low carb diet, or they might hate the idea, or they might have tried it before and they don't want to do it again. So you see how it's really important to understand intent when you're advertising, promoting, finding audiences, building out content, okay? Whoa, 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 wait a second. Before we go into the rest of this episode, I'm gonna interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor. I hope you're getting a ton of value, a ton of knowledge. I hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests, and I want one thing in return. What I would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review. The reviews and the subscription grows the podcast. It allows me to bring you even better guests. It allows me to invest even more time and money into this podcast to bring you the latest and greatest, the best entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurs from around the world that are crushing life, crushing their business, and giving you all the tools, the mindset hacks, the knowledge, and the environment you need to be successful. So do me a favor, if you've got any amount of value from today's episode so far, or any previous episode, or any of the content I've done, it would mean the world to me if you hit a five-star review, give us your feedback on the show, the episodes, and subscribe and download. Plus, if you do that and send me a screenshot on Instagram at Rudy Moore Life, I will send you a bunch of my free training, marketing courses, sales courses worth $499. Yes, $500 worth of courses for a simple 30-second review. It would mean the world to me. Send me that screenshot. I would love for you to leave that review, and I would appreciate it very, very much so we can keep growing this show and make it awesome. So let's get back into the episode. I appreciate you guys, and let's dive back in. Next is mindset. Mindset's kind of like the belief, but it's more broad. Um, and this is, you know, my system. There's no, you know, there's there's no right or wrong. It's just what how I kind of uh, teach this, right? So with mindset, you want people to be in the perfect mindset to buy. So the perfect mindset to buy for the running shoe example is I don't want to get knee pain, ankle pain. I need new running shoes. I'm willing to invest in the running shoes. Marathon running is a massive part of my life. I don't mind spending money on better running shoes. And I want to get the best running shoes out there. They're the perfect mindset to buy, right? And say we teach and we sell a program to go viral on social media, right? We want someone in the mindset that social media is really important for my business. I'm really trying to figure out how to go viral. I'm willing to invest in this because I know long term I'll make a lot of money if I have a big audience, for example, right? So you want to find people in the right mindset to move forward, right? Someone, I'm an action taker. I'm really serious about going viral, blah, blah, blah. Now, the bad mindset, right? The bad mindset that you don't want is someone that's more like, oh, I don't think, I think I can just learn everything on YouTube. Oh, I think going viral is a scam. It's not going to really make me any money or it's a waste of time. It's a kind of you know, it's kind of a hype word, but it's not going to make a difference to my business. Oh, my business isn't suitable for social media. Oh, I don't look good on video. I don't like social media. I'm just going to have sales reps sell for me. And obviously these are all linked together, right? You see how those two groups, one of them has the right belief systems, high intent and the buying mindset you want. One of them has very low intent, very bad belief systems. Social media doesn't work. I'm not good on video. And they have a terrible mindset towards the whole program, right? Or the whole thing you teach or sell. So you want to really find people that have the right mindset. And if you can't, you want to try and help create the right mindset. So that's why when you watch our video, you know, our webinars or you go to live events like Tony Robbins, a lot of what he's doing is priming the perfect mindset for you to invest in yourself right he's priming if you watch his events and he's a master at it and great at what he does and selling great stuff don't get me wrong he's changing lives but what he's also doing at a psychology based you know level um that you don't always see is throughout the event he's dispelling limiting beliefs he's encouraging people to have a strong level of confidence in themselves he's getting them into an action-taking mindset he's getting them into a mindset of a, a support group and building a friendship group of people like-minded like them. So he's getting them all in the perfect buying mindset when he goes and sells like a coaching program, right? Hey, in the coaching program, you get networking with all these people, the right people. You're, you know, you're going to crush your goals. You can do it. We're going to support you in that. They just spent four days 
um, really getting confident in themselves that they can do it, they can change their life at this moment. So you see how uh, investing in yourself is another one, right? Having mentors, right? All the things you need to sell a coach and all, all mastermind like he sells, he's building in the time leading up to the pitch. So, and and you can watch Grant Cardone do this and you can watch me do this um, because we understand the psychology behind it. So think about how in your video ads and your videos on your landing pages and your copy and your, even in your testimonial videos, you can create the right buying mindset, right? You can, and, and it does take a level of psychology. And also this is more important for the higher valued price, right? So if you're selling a $20 t-shirt, you don't have to create this, right? If you're a real estate agent showing an apartment, I just actually got back from viewing an apartment and it's $17,000 a month. So what the real estate agent could have done if they didn't think I was in a mindset to pay large amounts in rent, as I was walking up, they could have got me in a mindset that, hey, 17 might seem a lot, but it's kind of average around here. And you could say, you know, say, hey, you know, if, you, if you're going to put 17 grand a month into rent, which I know sounds excessive, the amount of people you're going to meet in here in this building, Rudy, for your business, you're probably going to make more than that just from the connections, right? So, and, and they go, this is a premium place, like the 17 grand here is way better than the 14 grand next door or the 10 grand two blocks away because you're in that ocean view, Rudy, right? So they could be priming me on the mindset before I even get up to view the apartment, right? And then when they, I see the apartment, if I like it, they tell me the price. I've already got primed from a mindset perspective on everything I need to un to not be like, whoa, that's a crazy price, right? I've got what I need to understand, oh yeah, I know it was a lot, but yeah, I could make it back from my business and I'm right on the ocean. And look, if I'm going to pay 12 grand next door or 14 next door, what's well, another free grand, right? Like they could be priming me on all these things before I get in. So they close the sale wealth, right? And obviously most realtors are never going to understand that or learn that. But if you can in your business, whatever you do, you can create the perfect mindset that's going to help you sell. Next one, influence, okay? Influence. How are you creating influence? Because everything I just talked about, creating the right mindset, understanding intent and creating intent, um, all of those things, belief systems, the more you have influence, the more easier it is to create that belief system, right? And all the things you need, all the dominoes you need to have a perfect sales process. So if you have zero influence and you tell everyone the ketogenic diet is amazing, if you have zero influence, and you tell them that they should have um, this type of running shoe, right? They should have a Skechers running shoe, not a Nike. Then they're going to be like, oh, it's BS. Who are you? Don't care about you. You're just trying to sell me. Now, if one of the most famous athletes in the world, uh, an Olympic gold medal marathon runner, did a TV ad that said, the reason I use Skechers is da 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 And if you're trying to run your first marathon or you're trying to compete with my, uh, my Olympic medal, you need sketches to do it. Don't use any of those high street fashion brands that you're trying to run in that are going to cause you knee and ankle pain. Trust me, I've been doing this 20 years and I got the gold medal to prove it. And that's why I run in sketches, right? That would be a much better ad than if a random employee just shot it or an actor in an ad. Why? Because the amount of influence that the gold medal marathon runner has to his audience, which is marathon runners who probably know who he is. And even if they don't, he's got the title, right? The credibility is a hundred times stronger. And this is why we do a lot of celebrity marketing, for example, and bringing celebrities to what we do, 
because they have a certain level of influence. So have a look at how do you create influence? How do you build your influence? How do you gain stronger influence? Because the stronger the influence you have, the more successful you'll be. And what's funny with influence is they've done studies on this, right? Where people, um, if they dress a certain way, if they wear a suit versus like old baggy clothes that are dirty, they're going to take be taken uh, seriously in the suit, right? And, and treated a different way. They've done this for people with authority, right? A police officer versus when they're out of uniform, they have much more influence. So influence is a big part of our lives. When you're a child, your parents have a lot of influence. Your teachers have a lot of influence. And then as you get older and you become a teenager, your teachers have less influence, right? And your parents have less influence. And then guess what? When you're 50 years old and your your pet, your mom or your dad is in a caring home, right? You now have way more influence. You're the decision maker and sadly they're not, right? Generally. So Influence is going and changing right throughout our life and we're experiencing the power of influence from a very young age, right? We're influenced in TV ads, we're influenced by celebrities, we're influenced by um, stuff we watch on YouTube as kids, right? That's what the kids are watching now on TV. In our case, is our favorite superhero. So influence is a really powerful psychological trigger that you need to understand. Next one, last two, okay? I know this a lot. So next one is identity, right? Identities, uh, best way to understand this is how do you create the perfect identity that your customer buys into? And uh, two of the best examples I've talked about on several podcasts is like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Rolex, all the premium brands, right? Whole Foods, Lululemon, they all create identities with their buyers. So people wear Lululemon, they fly with Lululemon, they gym with Lululemon, they wear Lululemon to restaurants now. And they're proud that they shop at Lululemon because it's a premium athletic wear. People that shop at Whole Foods are proud they shop at Whole Foods, right? People that have a Rolex, right, and a Lamborghini show off their Rolex and Lamborghini because it creates a status, right? And it creates an identity that they aspire to be in. So what you want to aim for with your brand, but not every brand has to do this, but um, most brands do, is... What is an identity you're trying to create that people are going to pay more money and buy, right? And this is how one way you can recession-proof some of your business because what they found in studies during recessions is people still buy into identities because it's driven to confidence and ego and self-esteem. Self-esteem, your ego, your confidence levels, how you're judged and how you judge yourself are massively important, right? So, so, so important even during recessions, people will still pay every last penny they have to create an identity for themselves. So how are you, think about how in your brand, what, how are you branding yourself? How are you positioning yourself? How do your customers represent you? And what identity have you created that people are trying to elevate into or buy into? I promise you, the more you can do that, especially if you're a more premium brand, the higher prices you can charge. And the last one, Pain and desire. Pain and desire is very, very important because your customers are either trying to desire to get to some outcome, some positive outcome, or they're in a lot of pain that they're trying to uh, escape. And understanding those two psychological triggers, which can be used in combination or generally for brands used more on one side than the other, right? Like weight loss and stuff, there's a lot of pain. And then you uh, help them get through the pain to lead to this desire at the end of the rainbow, right? Which is a six pack or being confident in a skinny black dress, whatever that might be. 
So understanding the pain and the desires for your audience is so, so important when advertising, creating content, creating unique selling points, and every single one of you should be super clear on the pains and the desires of your customers. If you're not, go survey them, find Facebook groups with them, interview them, interview past customers, research them, go on Reddit, and figure out the pain and the desires for your customers. So there you have it. I know a little longer. I know that was a little more in depth, probably frazzled a few brain cells, but that's okay because I promise you, if you can figure this out and you can get ahead, you're going to crush it in your marketing and you're going to elevate your own brand to a level that nothing else, no one else is doing, right? In your audience, you're going to get ahead. So try and figure this out for yourself because it will separate you from everyone else and it will give you much better copy, much better messaging, a much better sales process, all of those things. So that is some of the high-level psychology behind human behavior, buying decisions, buying patterns, and the psychology you need to create the perfect sale. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I'll see you very, very soon on another one. Take care, and until next time, keep living the red life. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland, and change your life.